Hello, listeners. It's truly our pleasure to have you join us for this weekly segment of our program called Hearer Voices from the People Who Bring You ICU Talks. Today, we'll take a few minutes to revisit the messages from our most recent event and dig a little deeper into the content and meaning of what we heard. So now, it's our great pleasure to begin this episode of Hear Voices. We hope you enjoy it. Well, welcome listeners to Hear Voices, ICU Talks podcast. Really excited to be here today. My name is Kim Honeycutt. I am the president and co-founder of this amazing ministry. It's a mental health ministry, as you know, and so I'm here with one of my favorite sidekicks in the world, my little brother. Well, hey, Kim. It's great to be here. This is Dan Bruzek, the Hi, sidekick. Dan. You're my sidekick. <laughs> yeah. You always have that's my left and to your right in life, right? Like, I think that's biblical. It may be. Mine's more to the right and across. Because so. you don't trust people? But across is, that is why? big biblical well, as well. Well, you said across. So that, yeah. That so is the deal. You see where I'm going. I do. Yeah. So yeah. Where we're actually going is towards <laughs> Nikki Hardy because she's here. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hi, Hi Nikki. <laughs> so good <laughs> to see you. Thank you for taking time out of your really busy schedule as an author, as pastor, pastor's wife, mom, crazy person, friend everything that you are to be a part of what we're doing here today so thank you oh you're welcome it's great to be here so you spoke tuesday night you were our keynote speaker our final speaker and so if you will just for those who may not be listening to these backwards in a different order or whatever it is can you just give like a one to two sentence just give everybody an idea what you talked about tuesday night yeah well the theme was chronic pain chronic hope and having come out of a cancer journey it was really a look at how we find dangerous hope as mm. President Snow from The Hunger Games got to bring in a bit of um, movie mm-hmm. literature there. Um, and that yeah. was great, by the way. Oh, that thank was, you so much. I know. I was like, mm, is it a bit wonky to bring in a show about kids hacking each other to <laughs> death? But it kind of made the point. That, Reminded yeah. me of my childhood. So. True. It's yeah, a good it was, point. Yeah, it did. Nice. Yes. Being <laughs> hungry yeah, and being killed. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But President Snow talks about dangerous hope. And so it really spoke to me about hope being dangerous to the things that bring us pain. And Mm -hmm. so I talked about that and how we can really strap into dangerous hope. Yeah, and you use the theme of a harness, yeah, which was great because I think that, you know, honestly, as intelligent as everyone here is, I think the minimum IQ is 180, and that's me. Oh, right, yeah. Like, yeah, there's incredible intellect around this table. (laughs) But any time you speak for more than 20 minutes, people remember one thing. Yeah. And it's what the Lord has for them, and that's just the one thing. And so I think what was you, the theme was so great about harness, like I won't forget that. So just tell me how you came up with that, how you put all that together. It was really cool. Well, it really came, um, it was kind of a sequential um, journey that I was thinking about hope, which always brings to mind the President Snow, Seneca Crane conversation. And I had only just recently seen the quote by Eugene Peterson that talks about hoping being strapping our imagination into our faith. And I talked about that. And then my mind in my kind of slightly ADHD mode, Mm -hmm. jumped to my son James, (laughs) who had been skydiving and how he had been harnessed Mm -hmm. to this tiny little guy. Um, So my son is six foot two, college swimmer and engineer. And this guy was like a pint sized grizzly bear. He came up to James's kind of not even his shoulder. And um, and I was like, well, that was some trust and some hope to leap out of a plane with this 
tiny person right. on your back. Just <laughs> leaping out of a plane that's in the air. Like if yes. it's on the ground, I could jump out of it. <laughs> I, I'm that brave. I don't know if you knew that about me. I'm that. Yeah, You're tremendous. I've seen tremendous that. I've seen bravery. That but like they're actually in the air. <laughs> yeah. And so this guy is normal height. Like he's 5'9". Right. He would. I yes. I would think so. So like compared to your son, it was just laughable. But like this is a yes. normal grizzly bear. But just to know your son's doing this, act of faith that it is mm-hmm. craziness. Crazy. Yes. That's crazy faith. That is crazy faith. And you know he was with a friend, so there was lots of testosterone and bicep <laughs> thumping going on. And then I think. Did he also get paired with a pint-sized grizzly? No. Bear? You know who he was paired with, and this helped. So in the talk I talked about how we can check out the credentials of the person yeah. that we're going to get strapped yeah. to yeah, right. and um, it really helped when we met my son's James his mate's Tom and Tom was being strapped to James's instructor's dad and he was oh, equally wow. short of stature <laughs> but wow. he was you know a good 20-25 years older so even older than me right. and um, <laughs> they had been doing it all their lives and they yes. were a father and he was trusting his son yes. and so, so this I was is like, more biblical now now it's father son I know this is amazing so it was a bit mind blowing sitting there in the sun watching <laughs> my right. son and strapped to the son of the dad strapped to the, right. yeah. but just think about what we harness onto mm. because if we don't pay attention what we actually hang on to is, is a lot of negativity it's mm-hmm. patterns from age five and so i think you did a beautiful job of just wrapping that in there and i love when you said credentials he talked about like god can handle you questioning his oh, con- yes. con- credentials that's good stuff yeah and i think we I don't know whether it's an American thing, but I came to faith, uh, you know, in the first year of my marriage. I wasn't, you know, was that I, bad of a marriage? It was like you were that, like, if yeah, God I doesn't like, come in, I'm I out. Need some Divorce help. attorney or God? Like, I got to make a decision. <laughs> and and so, you know, I I kind of grew up faith wise, questioning and asking. And then when we moved to America, and especially to here in Charlotte, in this part of the world, it, um, there are a lot of people who feel like, well, you shouldn't really question God. It means you're not a proper Christian right. or your faith's not um, strong enough. But, you know, God's big enough to Amen. handle it all. Amen. And and I, you know, how many biblical characters do we know that went back to God and was like, really? Yes. Are you right. sure? That's relationship. Yeah. Yes. And so I think yes. if we haven't kind of, A, argued with God, B, cussed at God, right. you know, what kind right. of a relationship is that? Then it's just fear-based. And so it's yeah. like what I love about my relationship with the Lord that that I'm chosen. And before I realized I was chosen, I made really bad choices. And so mm. then for, to really be chosen, man, I chose him. Your choices yeah. filled a book. They sure did. Nikki has a book, too. <laughs> I do. You know, and so we'll get to that, definitely. So, but so it's just about that you chose, without questioning, are you really choosing him or are you choosing mm. your childlike faith? Yeah. Right. But you grew up in faith? That was actually a question that I had written down. So you grew up in faith? Well, as in my faith matured um, in a very question, you know, questioning environment. It was okay, okay. to ask questions and stuff. Okay. So, yes, um, not I grew up in faith. Right. How old were you when you got married? 25. Okay. Yeah, next week we sell, celebrate 25 years of marriage. Wow, that's fantastic. Or as my husband says, long, hard yes. years. <laughs> he's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a pastor. He is here in Charlotte. Yeah, City Church. City Church, right? And I understand you're all doing great things, doing really well as a church. Mm. And it's hard, isn't it? 
It is hard, but, yeah. you know, we've always come at it from a perspective of helping people to encounter God. You know, yeah. it's all very well, I think I said this on Tuesday, to, to come and hear about God and to learn about God. But wouldn't it be great if we met God and he changed us and we left church changed right. rather than yeah, thinking, leaving mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I really must do that to think, wow, something's different. Right. When I encountered absolutely. him. Yes, yeah. absolutely got to be encounter. Mm. Yeah, I think that's great. So is there anything that you thought you were going to say Tuesday night that just didn't come out, didn't get a chance to say? Hmm. Anything in hindsight you would like to add on to that for our listeners? No, I think really it's just I can't say it enough times about how um, God loves us and it's not conditional on us, you know, and we have that whole kind of, well, I'm different, that person's super spiritual. And um, and I like to say, and maybe I didn't say it enough on Tuesday, is this thing that I don't find it easy. I think when you see someone on stage telling a story and they're coming at it from a the happily ever after bit, but most of our lives we live in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the once upon a time and the happily ever after, but life is lived in the middle. And um, I constantly struggle with the the lies that go on in my head, and you know, do I? I know God loves me in my head, but in my heart, mm-hmm. and it's that twelve inches that um, really makes the difference in the transformation of me being a nicer person and being able to love others and not believe right. those lies and stuff. That's right, and it's it's exploring what stops someone from the twelve inch journey from it being. A mental game too, like in your heart and your soul. Yeah, you know that you're worthy of that love. Mm. And I think then we can believe, and this has become my kind of mantra, that life doesn't have to be pain free to be full. Right. I think we so often think, well, Jesus said He came to give me abundant life, but right now my life stinks, and it's really hard and it's really painful. So maybe I just have to wait yeah. to live the abundant life. And then for so many of us. The storm never ends, you know, if right. you're suffering with anxiety or depression or you have a chronic illness or you've lost a loved one, it doesn't end. Right. So I really, truly believe that the life to the full that he came to give us is available to us right in the middle of the storms. And it might not look like the curated Happy Skippy version that we see on Facebook and on TV and all those kind of things, but it is there and it's there for us to grab hold of and live. That's, um, a, that's a fantastic point. And that's what I hope people get out of ICU talks too, is that it's not just a, well, and then that was that, and then they married the prince and yay, yeah, everything was good. So, yeah. and I do try to stress that in a lot of these interviews. So thanks mm, for we, Alan, the I have, home oh, you, better than me. Yeah. You're welcome. No, we <laughs> just have a phrase that says, it's not just pie in the sky when you die, there's cake on your plate while you wait. Oh. <laughs> that that's all a, rhymes in English. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things you said Tuesday night was that God can't help but love us. Mm. And that just helps people understand that it's not about us, right? Mm-hmm. It's about who he says we are, but it's not like it, like he will go to, the, to hell to get me and bring me back. And he absolutely has done that for me. But that we make it so much about our behavior. But the behavior didn't come from his love. Behavior came from being separate from him. Yes, and he exactly. he just absolutely loves us. It doesn't matter what we do. Are we going to be in agreement with him? It's not mm. about him ever agreeing. Yes, right. And so I think he did great with making that point. Everybody. Well, thank you. It's that he he is love. He's not just loving. Right. You know, he is love itself, and so he can't help it. Yeah. 
Mm. And so it's that kind of love. I would think that you can have a son and watch him or know he's jumping out of a, mm. a moving in the air <laughs> airplane. Yeah. And not worry about chop, chop, as you had said. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) See, I paid attention. You did. Mm. So living in Charlotte, which actually has a little bit of culture, we Mm -hmm. have some experience here. But I'm just curious. It's going to segue for a second. You know, because you have such a great accent, you know, like you can cuss me out and I'll say, thank you, can I have another? Right. Plus, I'm used to being cussed out. Like, I'm good with that. But... So I just wonder, like, how are you been received in Charlotte, especially as part of a church and with your accent? And and, and, and further, why are you here? Is it because of the church? Or? Yes, yes. We came to to um, Plant City Church. Okay. So 13 years ago, we moved here with our three small kids mm-hmm. and um, started City Church from um, in, from a church in London. So, okay, uh, so in London, yeah, in London, the the church is very different to here. It's either dead or it's on fire. Uh, whereas here, there's a lot more cultural Christianity, um, I would call it, where people go to church because that's what you do. And, and our I would families say, have gone for generations yeah, to that church. which is lovely. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't I, think that's what she wanted to say. Well, well in Charlotte, though, that's difficult because no one's really from here either, though. I mean, that's you're, you're kind of our... I'm, I'm I mean, from here. I'm, you can tell my no, northern accent. Or I was gonna, I'm going to try a British accent sooner or later here, too. Oh, my gosh, I'm scared. Yeah, Father too. God, help us. Don't, just don't say cheerio or oh, something because we don't really say that. Oh. <laughs> then I'm not going to try. <laughs> People either try and be the Queen or Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. It's like one extreme or the other. Right, right, right. So you came here to plant yes, yes. Um, and we did that. And um, I mean, like you said, people love the accent. Um, but we've had some hilarious moments where... With the, what we've vocabulary wise, it's like, <laughs> no, we've lost them. They do not know what we're talking about. <laughs> right, right. I'm sure it's been very so, special. It, yes. In moments. Got to learn American. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. Tell me something that's happened at City Church that's really just been confirmation to you mm. that y'all made the right decision. You're meant to be here and keep doing what you're doing. Oh, gosh. That's a tricky one. I think. Just constant testimonies of what God is doing. Um, And we have a chat coming this weekend, actually, from England to... We're doing what we're calling the Experiencing God Conference. Like I said, it's all about encountering him. And um, just constant testimonies of God showing up and us, you know, we we pray a lot for words for people and people coming and saying, what you prayed over me really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. How did you know that about me? Um, this was, he- you know, part of my body was healed or this relationship was restored and just constant um, affirmation that God's in it and doing it despite all our failings and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. and that's just super encouraging. And seeing the community, I mean, um, Al, my husband, burnt out um, three or four years ago and just the community came around us in such an amazing way that, you know, it's just been, it's been great. It's been yeah. hard, but it's been that great. Good stuff. And that was my next question about the disappointment mm. because as someone who's very heavily involved in the day at church and being the co-founder of ICU Talks, I know the disappointment. I know people's expectations of me are mm. unbearable. Like, I just can't be that person all the time. Yeah, they seldom met the, those expectations. Very seldom. I, when people meet me, I don't know how they wouldn't see that it would not be met. <laughs> I, I did. Like, I'm a walking disappointment. How would they not know that, Dan? Yeah, you just, you knew it in five minutes. I, I did. You um, did. It was a, yeah. We'll yeah. get you a T-shirt. Thank you for that. <laughs> but really, there's so much disappointment because people's expectations, a lot of times, truly come from childhood. Yes. 
And so it's not even fair to y'all whatsoever, but learning that and figuring out mm. how to, what to answer to, what not to answer to, I mean, it leads to, yeah. I don't know if burnout's the right word. It's, it's just a coma that you go into <laughs> at some point. Yeah, and we've been very intentional about being very real right from the get-go about who we are and our failings from the front and, right. and things like that. And people said to me when I came out here, oh, they're going to put you on a pedestal. In some churches, they call the pastor's wife the first, first lady. lady. Mm. And of course, I went, yeah, really? <laughs> and so I'm not very good at not being me. And that has its upsides and its downsides. And um, and so I think people know who get to know me, um, you know, just I am I'm WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. And um, I don't really do the whole kind of first lady, pastor's wifey right. thing. Right. Um, but at the same time, I'm there for people. And I'm hoping that we're walking a good balance. But it, it can be hard. You know. Absolutely. Did you say wiggy wig? Wizzy Wizzy wig. Wizzy wig. The letters spell what you see, see is what, what you get. get. Oh, okay. That's it's, great. it's actually a computer that. term, I think. It is. is it? Yeah, I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's terribly <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> that's terribly disappointing. <laughs> 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 stupid trivia comes comes to me. I was hoping it was some deep England oh, right. 16th century war yeah. term, Broad. you know, that I was going to learn about. So thanks no. for talking about disappointment. Now I'm disappointed. It's a computer term. As are we and you for not knowing that. Thank you, one and all. I'm so used to that. It doesn't even hurt anymore. So, um, I want to make sure we have time to talk about your book. Yes. I'm really excited. And as you know, I know how difficult it is. Oh, it's like so, birthing a woolly mammoth. That yes. I am just not. So birthing um, you. <laughs> <laughs> you, Dan. I was a large baby. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, and I'm, if you know the Enneagram, I'm a seven. I'm a little bouncing bunny. And so um, <laughs> sitting down in a chair to write all those 45,000 words was something. But I'm super excited about it because it's the book that I needed mm-hmm. when I was going through cancer. Wow. And... So having lost my mum to cancer and then lost my sister, I was diagnosed. And um, yeah, I, it was this whole kind of, I trust God, but actually I don't. And, you know, um, I'm kind of at peace, but actually I'm angry and I'm afraid. It's all the emotions I realized I can hold them all simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And I would read devotions and think, um, okay, I, I need to trust God. And then I'd kind of sit there and go, no. It's really not happening. Yeah, uh, but good. there was no practical help to show me how. And um, I'd read me- memoirs and it would be like, oh, so inspiring. But I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I don't know how. And and so it's a really practical guide for um, living life to the full in the midst of the mess. And it's called Breathe Again, How to Live Life, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart. Oh, that's and great. Breathe Again. Breathe again because we feel like, don't we, when we get punched down and punched down and punched down by life, and we feel like we're suffocating and we're drowning and we can't catch a breath, or when we get a shock, we kind of go <gasps> and we hold our breath. And so, right. really, it's about how to. So, how much of that relates to your childhood? Because sometimes Kim tells me a lot of my stuff is from my childhood. So, I it compare. Is people. <laughs> I compare certain <laughs> things, like I certain trust issues, even with with the Lord, maybe, but. So, you know, Brits are known, as you'd said, for their stiff upper lip, what you mm-hmm. call the waxed lip, too. But um, <laughs> So how much do you think your, your, the way in which you were raised kind of made you the way that you are? So it is difficult for you to trust in God. And um, I, think, I think there's definitely an element of that, um, an element of I need to figure it out for myself and, um, you know, not rely on other people and things. Right. Um, 
And so I definitely think there's an element of that. Uh Um, And so learning to trust God, what that looks like and how to actually do it, because, you know, it involves letting go of what we're currently trusting and involves so many pieces. Uh And so what I needed when I was sick was somebody who understood how I was feeling. I mean, Al and my friends love me, but they hadn't had cancer. They hadn't been through what I was going through. And the book's not just for cancer people. I share the stories of people with everything from chronic illness to amputees to, and it's for anyone who's feeling that kind of overwhelm. Um, But it's really about practically how do we do that and having a down to earth, reasonably humorous friend walking with us and showing us how to do it. And I share bits of my story, bits of um, these other thrivers, I call them, because I talk a lot about thriving and not just surviving right mm-hmm. where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some um, often forgotten women of the Bible as well. So and how did they do it? And I've got these seven practices that we can do to help us grab hold of God's abundant life right in the middle of those raging storms. And so yeah. were you, did you have difficulty asking people for help maybe before and you're better at that now? Or is that... Oh, uh, yeah. Sure? Yeah. Okay. I would say that my strength was often my biggest weakness. Uh-huh. Or it was a double-edged sword, you know. Right. Yeah. So learning to ask for help was... These are questions I'm asking selfishly almost. That's yeah. the only question you ask, Dan. That's how you roll. <laughs> because your childhood is not your fault. <laughs> you're welcome. So I love that you talked about like you're angry and you're at peace because we're all fragmented. We all have mm. different parts of ourselves and, and I won't go through the whole internal family system that mm-hmm. I can go through in the world of psychology, but it, it's just truth. And the more we are honest about that, like you're on the stage, now you got a book that's going to tell people like, like God's not shocked that you're having a multi-fragmented mm-hmm. experience. That's honest. It's the fact that we won't take that to the cross. We won't take that to him. Yeah. That makes us then end up being further and further away from, from truth. And that's yeah. dangerous. That's a dangerous hope. It is. And I think it's um, for a lot of people, including myself, I just wasn't aware of the emotions. I'm not hugely kind of emotionally in touch Uh, you know Mm -hmm. it's my husband that's like how do you feel about that and I'm like I don't know I just want to hit you you know I I just know my blood is boiling I don't know how you know I wouldn't know an emotion if you kind Mm -hmm. of if it came up and introduced itself but so there's that part but it's also I just didn't realize that you you know I could be lying on a scan machine Mm -hmm. and feeling fear and peace all at the same time. It was like I was holding hands with mm-hmm. both of them. Mm-hmm. And that didn't make sense, but it turned out to be reality. And I think it was this, you know, the more the more I could take it to the cross and the more I could tell Jesus what was going on, that it was like the peace would start winning. And then the, the more good. I would move away, the, the more the fear would yes, start winning. Sure. And yeah. so it's like, which way am I gonna lean? Right. So it's good. How did you handle, because I'm sure people said this to you, I hear this a lot, of if this God you're serving is so loving, why Mm. would you love the Lord enough, come all the way from London to Charlotte, build a church, bring other people to Christ, and then that same God give you cancer? Yeah, that is a tricky one. Because I ask, like, God, after all I've done for you, are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. Um, First of all, I would say that I don't believe that God gave me cancer. Yeah. I probably can't say it, but stuff happens. You know, we live in a fallen, broken world. And unfortunately, you know, these things happen. And I talk a lot about, you know, well, why does suffering happen? And we can give theological answers. 
and I don't have all the theological answers, but there are deep theological reasons that, you know, and you can go super deep into it. But when somebody is in deep pain saying, well, it's because of the fall and this, 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 and giving some dry theological answer just isn't going to cut it. And I think when somebody asks us a question like, well, how can that God do, your God do that to you? What they're really saying is, I went through something, you know, can you explain it for me? We're all, like you right. were saying, I'm right. asking selfishly. Really, it's it's a biased question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just keep coming back to it and saying, I, I don't know all the reasons, but this is what I do know. And yeah. I do know that even though I felt far from God, he's been there for me. I, I do know that he's loved me through. I do know good's come out of it. I don't know whether I'll get it, you know, it'll come back. But this is what I do yeah. know. Um yeah. And that's that's all I can do. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Sure. Mm. So how how do you do with the trauma of going to a doctor, of going back for checks and seeing if you're still in remission? How are you dealing with anxiety and all of that? A, a lot better than I was. So the yeah. the journey is one where you you know you get diagnosed, and for me, within a short while, I was having radiation and surgery and chemo and then more chemo and so you're in this very proactive kind of fight mode and you're fighting because you're going to treatment but you're fighting because you're also fighting the nausea and all the side effects and then the treatment finishes and you think that it's like yay and it is yay but then it's like now what (laughs) and it's this kind of silence and yes you're still going for blood checks and you're still going for scans but it's like I want to do something. I want to fight. I want yeah. to proactively be involved in keeping this thing at bay. Right. And so that's a very untethering kind of thing. And then gradually over the years, the the time between scans and blood work gets longer and longer. And eventually your oncologist says, thanks. It's been yeah. nice to know you. You're off. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to get a divorce. I want to keep keep coming and seeing you because I feel safe. Yeah, because right. you're checking me. Right. Um, hmm. So that is, you know, that's again, it's a it's a little bundle that you have to keep putting at the foot of the cross. And mm-hmm. I like to think of them as, you know, we call them living sacrifices because they get up and wander off when we pick them back <laughs> up again. Awesome. You know. Awesome. <laughs> and so that's you know, great. it's like, what am I going to do with this? Either I'm going to wear this anxiety, right. or I'm going to. Let Jesus wear it. Amen. So well said. So well said. So if someone wants to get their hands on your book, Mm. how would they do that? Well, it's available on Amazon right now. So um, it won't come out till August. But if they pre-order it now, which I had no idea, but is ridiculously helpful, apparently, to... um, to me as an author but if they pre-order it they'll get it um on their doormat on august 6th yes and they can find me on my website as well where i offer all sorts of resources and stuff they can just sign up for and get what's your current website yeah www.nikkihardy.com and nikki is n-i-k-i all right and it's hardy not holiday (laughs) so often i say oh it's nikki hardy and they say come this way mrs holiday Uh i'm like You've added an extra syllable. Like it's almost like they just realize you're a celebration. Well, it's what they're doing. They realize your life is worth a celebration. It's a holiday. Day off. They want a day off <laughs> because they just I met wish. such a great person. They want that's, a day off for it. I, I, I think that's I what's like, happening. Yeah, let's take yeah. that as a compliment. Yeah, I will. I'll own that one. <laughs> yeah, own that one. That so, could be my T-shirt. That's right. So I hope everyone takes time to get on Amazon.com, find Nikki N-I-K-I Hardy H-A-R-D-Y, find her book. 
and uh, and just to be a part of her life. I mean, her and her husband are working hard at City Church. If you're looking for a church, mm. then check it out. You're even if you don't like what they preach, you won't care because of the accent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Needn't even listen. Right, <laughs> you can just hold the Bible in your hand They're and listen. Saying yeah. stuff. They're saying stuff. They sound great. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. Check out her personal website and and just know that she's part of ICU Talks family. So if you Thank stay connected you. to us, you get to stay connected to her. And two quick things, I think, too, is that um, nobody clapped for you at the end, but that was because you left us with that nice scripture right. reading. And, oh, yes, and I wasn't worried. So I was going to see if you were upset about that. Can we clap now um, for her? Yeah, yeah I think we should. That's what I was going to get at, so that's, that's good. That's the way it works. But it was great. And then um, can you just say something in uh, American? No, I can't even order water at Starbucks. I'm terrible. I, they say, I, you know, I say, can I have a water? And they say, a what? And I'm like, a what? Water. H2O. Water. Can you say water. H2O? H2O, yes. Yeah, you can see that might be a better well, that for was still you. O. I'm terrible. H2O. 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 I, I know, I'm really bad. You'll know, you have to teach me. <laughs> you know, my mother's from a different country, and so she's been here for 60 years, so that's not enough time for her to get the language right. <laughs> no. Because even this week, like she What's said. What's your excuse? Really. She said panda, but she says panda. Uh, it's so like where's she from? Though. She's in Panama. So she says, Sapulivad, uh, video. It's just adorable. Mm, it's just nice, It's really cute. Yeah. So I've picked up great. American words, but say them with an English accent. Okay. Because otherwise, sometimes I'm not understood. So I see. <laughs> we want you understood, and we want we people do. going towards you because we know that you are living for the Lord. So thank you. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. So thank you, Nikki Hardy, for being here. This is Kim Honeycutt with her little brother, Dan. Dan signing off. Signing off. Y'all have a great day. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks again for joining us. ICU Talks is a mental health ministry founded on God, education, validation, and community. ICU Talks hosts live events that occur on the third Tuesday of every month, allowing people to come forward to share their authentic stories involving mental health in front of a live audience. Please subscribe to our podcast, and we'd be very pleased if you would leave us positive and uplifting comments. Keep in mind, all original ICU Talk sessions are available on YouTube. And for more information, please go to icutalks.org. It's been a pleasure having you join us today.